and everybody has it back again. Don't take no mess at the rose garden. Jesus, they're on fire. They're what we desire. The men in black can handle it. Other teams can scrapple it. How they win that game today? There's just one thing you can say. How does somebody shoot that three? Believe it, it ain't easy. How did Brian jump so sweet? Believe it, it ain't easy. It's the flying dot that's in your lap. Did you talk to him about that from your own perspective? Because you you have been pretty open in the past. I mean, you and I have obviously talked about it over the years, but like you you've been pretty open in the past about how before you started writing and started really pursuing that, playing basketball was your thing, and you first went to college right. to do that, and then at a certain point, that was just not going to happen for you, and you kind of had to you know turn around and, and obviously it's not at the same level as being exactly. the number one the number one pick <laughs> in the NBA draft and. And, uh, and, and uh, you know, having all these expectations on you, but you still kind of had to do the same thing as him at some point and be like, look, this being a basketball player and having that be what I do, this isn't going to happen for me. And so I got to figure out something else to do. You kind of did go through the same thing on like a much smaller level than him. Was that something you guys actually talked about at any point during your conversation? Yeah, I did mention it at the end. You know, I try to stay away from anything about myself throughout right. the process, unless uh -huh. it's like, absolutely, you know, you know, could bring out could say, hey, I, you know, this is how it happened for me. Did you have anything similar? But at the end, they said, look, like, I, I really do have compassion for your journey. Like, this is my second act, quote, unquote, uh -huh. second act. Um, and, you know, I was just telling him, like, I didn't think there was any happiness after my you know, basketball days were over. And, you know, I'm astounded at how much happier I am as a writer and how I, I, I could never have known when I was going through my stuff that not only could I be happy, I could be the happiest, you know, and, you know, and so I said, I, it's, it's an identity thing. And so all of the things that I touched on in this piece, you know, identity crises, um, you know, not feeling like you're this thing, like, I would have touched on that anyway, even if I never picked up a basketball and never had my unique lens. But, you know, I, I did feel, wow, I, I, I so I so feel for that. I so understand what it's like to go to sleep when you're 18 years old and think you're this thing and you've been thinking that thing since you were 10 and then all of a sudden you're not that thing anymore. And, and that is de destabilizing to say the least. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that was something that you could relate to him on because you know if you're if you're him i'm sure like i was saying earlier he probably has you know gotten a whole bunch of requests for you know interviews like this and he's kind of skeptical of like oh does this person really know where i'm coming from and i'm actually i'm sure that's just another thing that you could have pointed to and just been like yeah like i actually know kind of what you've gone through and like what you know what you've had to do to get to where you are now yeah i mean it definitely wasn't part of the pitch at all just because you said like my experiences are so although similar themed, I uh -huh. could never, ever relate my experience to him because of the incredible, you know, differences. And, and I don't think there's a human alive that could put themselves in Greg's shoes and knows what it feels like to be him. However, in a quiet moment, after the end of the interview, after you've somebody's told you the darkest moments of your life, like, right. yes, like, I'm, I'm not a robot, like, I will share, you know, there's, there's a, Feature writing is so beautiful and so wonderful because you you have this like hall pass to somebody's, you know, life in, in such a way that you just cannot get if you're trying to get to know somebody outside of this. And 
I take that responsibility so deeply. And so, you know, I really try to never make the story about me. Like I'm never in the story. It's never like me and Greg Oden were sitting on the court. Like I'm just not, you're not doing, you're not doing like the vanity fair profile of like, uh, of like Ariana Grande where you're like writing about like, Oh, we sat down for this lunch and we just like, (laughs) like, that's cool. You ate a salad. Congrats. But I, you know, awesome. You hung out with, I I don't care. Like I, I don't want to be seen. Um, so it's not about me and therefore I'm not going to bring myself up in an interview or in the pitch process of why I'm the person to write it. I never think that I'm more like, well, I'm privileged to get to do this story. Uh I'm going to listen as much as possible. But yes, like after you, you know, you can, connect in this way and somebody feels safe enough to trust you with their story. Yeah. I I will share some personal stuff at the end. I mean, I, I would think you also probably don't have to pitch yourself to subjects the way maybe you used to. You have, you have a little bit more clout now than you used to. You're a New York times bestselling author. I'll bet when people see Mirren Fader in the, in their inbox with like an interview request, I, I I'll bet those emails get returned a little bit more now than they maybe did five or six years ago. Yeah, well, you certainly remember those years, right? Oh, um, I do. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, I feel I feel so lucky, but I get ghosted all the time. I was just joking with one of our writers, like, did so-and-so get back to you? Because I have followed up with him 20 times. Um, so, you know, it's definitely, <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot easier. I'm able to get into a lot of rooms that I wasn't able to before, which I feel really grateful for. But I'm always, like, you know, knocking on some door t- trying to get, somewhere and uh it's not perfect it's not easy but um yeah i'm super thankful when somebody does say yes because when they say yes they know they are saying yes to something that is very deep and will Mm -hmm. take a long time and they know they are not saying yes to a bs 15 minute phoner where you can just say yeah whatever like they know they are saying yes to something that is gonna cause them to think deeply about themselves and their lives so i think both parties are aware of like hey that this is she's not just gonna come in and throw you like you know hey what did it feel like to play on this team you know sometimes i like forget to ask about the sport and we're like 30 minutes in i'm like oh because i so care about the human Right. <laughs> one one more thing on Odin, and then there's something else I want to uh, get to. Do you because going back to you know your that first year of college for you, where you you know you were you know playing basketball, and then that that kind of stopped. That was in Portland. That was at Lewis and Clark. Oh yeah, I didn't and, even put the two and two together. And you and yeah. I mean you you and I are about this around the same age, I think. And so right. uh, that would have been right around when all of this was going on with him in Portland. Was that something that you were paying attention to that year while you were in Portland? And I mean, obviously you were a basketball fan and an NBA fan. Were you, now that you were living in Portland for that one year, were you paying attention to like what, you know, what the, you know, what was going on with Greg Oden? Cause I think what, what was your, what, what year was your freshman year? I think it was, uh, Oh nine to 10. I that would have, yes. Yeah, yeah. So Oh nine, 10, that would have been the year that, he played the 20 games and was actually looking like he was really putting it together. And then he had the patellar tear and that was the last game he ever played for. Like that would have been that year. Like you would have been in Portland when that one happened. Like, do you, do you remember that at all? Do you remember that being like a thing that people around you were talking about or that you were seeing around the city at that point? Wow. I mean, I guess this is proof of how like past the basketball trauma I am because I didn't even like think about, Oh, by the way, I was going through my thing while you were going through your thing because in Portland too. Yeah. I didn't even, 
I, I, because it just feels like another life, another right, totally. person. But yes, I do remember being there. And like, first of all, I was just learning how obsessed with basketball Portland people were because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm from LA. Like I, you know, everyone in my life is like a diehard Lakers person, but I didn't really understand what it meant to love basketball in Portland until I went there. And oh, I mean, everyone was talking about it. it I, I remember, I remember just feeling like, awful for him like I just remember just feeling like gosh like that must be so difficult to deal with like can't and and I I had gone through this you know not to get too much into myself no, get into again, as much as, no, as you want to because no comparison with me and, and I don't want to ever make that <laughs> no, totally. thing so no I know but don't, yeah no. but but I you know I the reason why I ended up there is because like I had such an awful like ankle injury in high school and it like ruined everything and it really just awful and um yeah I was always like afraid of like re-hurting myself it, it just it's a very mental battle uh -huh. you're just not the same as when you are before and so when I when I saw it I was just I I had compassion because obviously I know it's like to feel like you can't get back to like you know what uh -huh. you did or whatever um gosh I forgot all about that because Oh God, there's an emergency alert. We love that. Turn off, sorry. <laughs> this is hilarious. Is that, my... is that the Amber alert on your phone? Yeah, my phone is like, uh, Miriam, nice. don't don't get into your shit. Um, but yeah, that was that was that's hilarious. Sorry about that. Um... No, that's actually just like that's actually just like incredible timing. <laughs> it's still going, but I, I turned it off. You muted it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Sean. <laughs> can't make it up you can't make it up i god but wow yeah portland i mean it's such a basketball loving city and uh -huh. I, I i'll be honest i i'm just loving the portland people saying like we were never upset with him we we got it we weren't we never thought he was a failure and that's really the beauty uh, of long form there were some I'm it's sure a little, there was it's some. a little, it's just, it's a little bit of revisionist sure. history. Just, just I'm like, sure. just like when people talk about the quote unquote jailblazers teams, which is a te which is a term I hate using obviously for a lot of reasons, but now everybody's like, oh yeah, we love Rashid Wallace. He's like one of our favorite players of all time. At the time, that was not the case. Uh, there were definitely people, certainly in my life that were like, while all this was going on, it's like, oh man, they should have taken Durant. I knew they should have taken Durant. Like that was kind of the... At the time, that was kind of what was what the sentiment was, at least in yeah, of course. No, I know. I'm just saying, like it's, it, I I think it's cool to see at least just some yeah. people saying like, oh, of course we have compassion for what you've gone through, you know? Um, because, because that's the thing with because he was also never you, a bad. He was not a bad guy. I mean, obviously he had he had his issues later on. Like there was the the domestic violence thing that you got into a little bit in the story that seems like that was something that he was able to work through and get past and is something that he doesn't run from which is that but as far as like when he was in portland like nobody ever was like oh this guy's a bad guy or he's you know not not trying as hard as he can to get back from these injuries he just he just wasn't able to yeah i mean that and that's what shame does they're like well if somebody knows my story then they're gonna think i'm this but mm -hmm. you know when stuff like this comes out you actually see oh could have never anticipated that response that people would say, no, I admire you for your struggle and I wish you well. Um, you know, like I, 
I think that's cool. It's like the thing you're most ashamed of once you like allow it to be seen and you, you actually see a different response than you could have ever hoped for or imagined. Also, just once you get past, like enough time passes, because at this point, the Portland stuff was 15 years ago. And now, you know, he's doing this thing in his life. And I'm sure in the moment, while that was what he was going through, that's like the biggest thing in the world to him is like, oh, I'm seen as this disappointment because I wasn't healthy and I was the number one pick and I wasn't able to do this and I wasn't able to do that. And that's what I'm going through right now. And I'm trying to figure out how to pick up the pieces. Now it's like this second act that, or I, I guess, no, not second act because you, right, you know, right. he doesn't want to call it second I get act. You. But, like, but like now this this other phase of his life that he's in right now where he has this new job that is in basketball, but it's not the same thing as like being the starting center on an NBA team. It's being an assistant coach on a college team. And he's still, he's having to kind of start at the bottom again and learn how to do it. And he's really embracing the challenge and he's just throwing himself into that. Now, you know, when you have that much distance from the thing that was this quote unquote disappointment, now you're able to look back on it and say, okay, well it sucked at the time, but I also wouldn't be where I'm at now if that hadn't happened to me. And I'm happy with yeah. where I'm at right now. Yeah. I mean, I think there's two things. It's like, um, cause I was number one, it's like, that's why also sometimes a person needs distance before they do a story like this, because they're still working through the, I don't think this story would have worked five years ago, 10 right. years ago. Right. Um, so, so part of it is just, uh, you know, you want to, you want to talk with somebody that's done the inner work. Uh -huh. um, who feels comfortable talking and not somebody in the middle of their storm. Um, that That is fascinating too, but that is very difficult to catch someone in the middle of their storm because the last thing they want to do is tell somebody else. But uh, the other thing is, you know, like this was a really hard story, like one of the hardest stories I've ever wrote and one of the hardest interviews I've ever done. And part of that was because healing is not neat, right? It's not linear. Right. So I was trying, I was saying to him like, you know, help me understand how you get from A to B, like we said. And it's, and it's not one thing. It's all these things. It's, you know, the new job, the therapy, the this, the that, having a daughter, having a family. And then he was like, and honestly, a lot of it is just time. I'm older now. So to your point, it's like, yes, like part of it is just as we get older and we reflect, it doesn't, the volume on this painful thing softens it's not as loud it doesn't feel as acute so i think he he was ready and in a place for something like this um which which made it you know as interesting as it was have you heard from him since the story came out a couple days ago where do you have any idea like how he feels about how it turned out or if he's happy with it or if he thinks you did a good job with it yeah i mean i've talked with the the family and they're all like very happy with it and you know greg thanked me and you know but he was at the i think there's the tournament the right. um so yesterday he was like coaching all day so yeah. but it's it's really nice to hear from from them that and um but even if not you know that doesn't you know did i do i feel like i gave it my all um reported responsibly accurately truthfully all those things yes and so that that's that makes me feel happy how much total time did you spend talking to him? Like were... a couple, couple out, yeah, a couple hours, and I went to shoot around. I went to practice. I stayed there for a couple of days. So, 